that's a triple play. New episodes, I can't wait. Yeah. Open your mind at the first gate. Press play, no need to debate. AOA, check me out. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, welcome back to the AOA show. I am your host, as always, Ian, along with my boys, Isaiah. Yo, yo, yo. And Gavin. What's up? And today we are going to talk about the movie Tokyo Godfather. So just a little bit of background, 2003 Japanese animated holiday adventure comedy drama film. That's a mouthful, huh? Directed by Satoshi Khan, none other. Loosely based on Peter B. Kind's novel, Three Godfathers. So this is kind of a Christmas-style movie. Uh, the plot is that basically these three homeless people, there is a alcoholic, a runaway, and a transvestite, and they stumble upon a abandoned baby after going to a nativity scene right beforehand. And throughout the whole movie, they have to run into this crazy amount of coincidences and this wacky stuff going on in order to try and return the baby to its rightful family. So the film kind of focuses on the dysfunctional families and relationships mm -hmm. that people have in general um, and how some people are just downright terrible and other people, you know, have some redemptive qualities about them and hopefully they could expound upon those. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the, the general theme of the film. It didn't do too well when it was released in North America by Sony pictures on December 29th, 2003. It's pretty unsuccessful. Um, but I do believe that it won an award in Japan, like a more small time, uh, uh, reward and its uh, reviews off Rotten Tomatoes and audience scores were generally pretty positive. So the movie was pretty well received. Mm. Nothing to blow your head off, but it was, it's a good, it's, it's solid. It's right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I liked it. I, I liked it a lot. And I think there's a lot of merit to watch it, which we will get into and what our thoughts, mm -hmm. our thoughts are on that. Um, but make sure if you guys are liking the content today that you guys are liking, subscribing, hitting the notification bell, sharing with your friends and commenting your thoughts down below. If you're on YouTube, if you are on another podcast platform, please throw a follow on there. And if you don't have us on social media yet, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, hit us up there so you can stay up to date with what we are doing. And if you want to take that support to the very next level, you can hit us up on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash AOA show. And as always, all of these links are in the description down below. But anyway, let's get into it. What were our initial thoughts on the film? Hit me. I, I liked the movie. I think it was good. It wasn't anything uh, like crazy. It wasn't anything like super good, super bad. It just kind of fell, you know, like right in the middle. Um, I really like this movie in particular, I feel like for me, because I, I going into it, I wasn't, uh, wasn't super, or rather I thought I wasn't going to be super into the character, like the main cast when like at the start of this movie. Um, I don't know, just cause like the synopsis and like, I guess like, you know, unfairly I about five, 10 ish minutes. I was like, I, I like, I think I know what kind of movie this is going to be. Exactly. Um, and not like in, and I don't mean in a bad way, but like again, just very like standard, very you know traditional. Didn't kind of do a lot to break any you know any boundaries or anything. Mm -hmm. um, but I actually like really by the end of it like really liked at least like the like the main cast, the core cast of characters. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think th I mean this this movie to me definitely feels. Um, it's it's I mean it's I guess somewhat obvious. Like definitely very character driven. Um, I feel like even more so than some of. Uh, well, I was gonna say then the other movies by this director that we've watched. Yeah, Satoshi um, Khan. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, because I feel like with like you know just for example like with Perfect Blue and Paprika, like those movies focused on their characters, but it was like the movies conceptually were about like the ideas that they were talking about, right? So like Perfect Blue, it was the whole like 
you know, the statement, I guess, like on show business, right? And like what it does to the human mind and like how that can sort of like warp the human condition and your expectations of, of society and stuff. And then like Paprika with like its, it's, it's you know, commentary on dreams and like what it means to, to be in reality versus like, you know, uh, it's like your fantasy land and all that stuff. Um, but this one felt like much more grounded, which like that part of the movie I actually liked. Um, I just, again, I think like by the end of it, I was sort of like, all right, let's, let's wrap, you know, let's put the bow on this and, you know, but uh, I overall liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I, Gavin, <laughs> would you like Do you to remember say? the movie we're watching now? Yeah. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember the movie we're watching? All right, assholes. No, no, you don't get out of that one. That wasn't like a, I don't remember that. It was like a hard, like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Yeah, full disclosure. I don't know how we're gonna edit this at the I end of the day, you. but no, no. we were like, we we're like Gavin. No. We were like Gavin. Uh, you want to go first on your thoughts? And Gavin's like, "What was the question?" We're like, "I don't know the fucking movie that we're talking about." Tokyo Godfather's like, "What planet are oh, you on, man. bro?" <laughs> so anyway, now that Isaiah went and cleared the air for you, got any thoughts on it? Or you need me to go first? <laughs> gonna fucking kill you. It's gonna start with this TV going above your fucking head. Oh my god. All right, so what was the question? <laughs> no, just not. No, but I don't, uh, I don't even want to follow up. I feel so like, oh I'm my attacked. God. I'm attacked. You better follow up. I better. No, no, no. <laughs> On a real note, I like how you said it was grounded because I know we brought it up initially before we actually started recording. And that's that I feel like with this movie, Ian's not going to agree with me, but I almost feel like it's so grounded in a sense that it isn't anime or it shouldn't be an anime. And what I mean by that is I like the movie and the way it was produced and directed. However, I felt it was so realistic that I could see it as a live adapted show or movie. So like, you know, you watch Home Alone and like all these Christmas type stuff or even any movie like that is the kind of framework that they built where I can see three legitimate homeless people finding a baby and going through these trials and tribulations. And that almost feels like it would be more normal watching it through that outlet than it is actually being animated in this type of style. And I'm not saying it's bad because it was refreshing because it was almost like a slice of life in a sense where you're just, it's character driven. You're looking at these people's lives and you know what they're going through and all their struggles. And you can relate to that on a sense. I mean, none of us are homeless, but we, we get the problems and go through it. But it felt weird that they weren't actual people, if that makes sense. I mean, that was my takeaway watching it. Like, I could see it, and I felt for them, but I kind of wish that it wasn't animated and, like, it was an actual, like, live-action movie. Yeah, yeah, no, but, well, we talked about this yeah. beforehand, uh, before we started recording, and Gavin had told me that, and I was, I was kind of surprised. And I guess my reasoning for it is, the reason I was surprised is that I feel like a good story or whatever type of story doesn't have to necessarily, or it kind of transcends whatever format that it's in, right? I feel like an mm -hmm. anime just as a live action or just as whatever else you want to say can cap. So long as it captures the essence of the human spirit and tells a story, right? That captivates its audience and has them along for the ride. Like that's just what storytelling mm -hmm. is, you know? So to me, it, I I um I didn't get that vibe. I thought that it was fine that it was an anime. Um, and I think that regardless of the medium it was in, you know what I mean? Like it, it just it worked, right? That was my personal opinion. Well, um, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I can, I guess I could see your point to an extent. Um, you know, you compare it like with things like Home Alone or whatever, and they're definitely like. There is, in this movie, a lot of just ridiculousness also that happens. That so, you know, if the argument is, or the the thought, the topic, the thought, is that anime, gen generally speaking, can take a certain subject matter and go 
and raise it to 11, right? In some way, shape or form, right? It has the ability being that it's anime. And we've said this when we started this podcast, like over a year ago, I remember this was a big point, a selling point as to why we loved anime so much was that you can watch just this normal theme of like person is a nurse, but you know what I mean? Like anime will just boom to yeah. the moon. It'll just take it to the moon. Person is a nurse plus anime antics. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And like, you know, when we were watching things like uh Vinland saga, right. And we were like, Oh wow, I can see this. Today. And then you get like Thor Kell swinging a log, like the size of like a literal tree. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. there's the anime, right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's what anime is so great with because it could just take any sort of subject and turn the dial up to 11 or, you know, if it needs to. So, I um I thought that there were some antics in this movie that definitely were were not necessarily anime I guess if you're using you know if you're going off what you were saying but were definitely pretty crazy you know that that you can oh, yeah. say in any way shape or form and I don't know yeah I, I thought that um I didn't really mind or it really didn't matter to me what medium it was in I don't think that it, it shouldn't have been one or the other I could have seen this as a well, you know I don't, a normal I don't mean either. it so what I didn't mean to say this as an argument my point was that. It doesn't, it, to me, it didn't matter that it was done as an anime. My whole thing was I could see it as a live adaptation and what it's more of a compliment to where you can get a, you can get a movie like this where it's done so well in animated form that I can come away from it and be like, if it was adapted in this other form, I would also like it yeah. just as much. It's almost it's, like refreshing it, to yeah. see an anime do this and tackle exactly. this with this level of like subtlety because like normally anime doesn't. That's the yeah. thing. Like I didn't like there were definitely crazy antics and stuff where you're like, wow, that's like a little yeah, over yeah. the top. But no, it wasn't I, I think like, I, I I actually agree with you. Yeah. I, I like I can see I see like where you're coming from and I could see this movie one being alive, like being adapted into a lot, which like mm -hmm. you know, like you said, you I couldn't say for most of the anime I've watched ever, regardless of the genre, because like there's there's this like this like level of uh spunk for lack of a better term like mm -hmm. that anime always presents no matter what the genre is that like doesn't come across in real life and like but i feel like this movie definitely like like i said very grounded very like oh this i mean like it has a lot of obviously like real life elements in it yeah um but yeah i get what you mean yeah, no, I, I, I'd like to go on record with saying I don't disagree with the statement that this could be mm -hmm. a live action film. I totally agree. I guess what I was saying is that I don't think it matters, right, at the end of the day. And I don't think that ma yeah. that makes this less anime. Right than than it's an, than oh, yeah. other anime movies. I don't think it does. Yeah, if I yeah, meant it, so. that if it came across that way, I didn't mean it. I just meant it like I liked it so much that I feel like in another medium it could potentially reach that right. Exactly, which I think we agree. Right at the end yeah. of the day, like different roads, same destination. That you know, like I was saying before, so long as the story is right. able to yeah, encapsulate yeah. the human spirit, and you know, you're able to get pulled along for this ride, it doesn't matter the medium it's in. I just really, I liked the, the story, story, you yeah. know. Yeah. So I, I just think, you know, this is like your, you could put this in there with your standard Christmas films. You put it right next to, you know, the night before Christmas and and you know, uh, a Christmas Carol and Die all Hard that kind three. of shit, right? Yeah, Die, <laughs> Die Hard Three, <laughs> yeah, classic Christmas, films. yeah, classic <laughs> Christmas films. You know, you can put it right in there with it, Tokyo Godfather. So. No, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I did like, uh, I, I liked the characters within it. I think, uh, I think as I said it before, the character development was was great. I liked the how grounded they were in their characters um, because I feel like they needed their characters to play a very important role as all forms of storytelling do. So that sounds silly, but even more so, right? Because it doesn't need to, like it, sometimes an idea transcends the characters and, and humanity, right, as a whole, right? 
And I, but you know, and you, and doesn't, and it really doesn't matter about the people that you fit into that mold. Right. So right, long as they're yeah. serving purpose of the story. I do feel like the characters in this film though, actually took more of a front seat um, in progressing that story. And like mm-hmm. the idea was still there. And I would say that's the central focus, but I think the characters played a very active role in it. And if there were different characters within it, the story wouldn't work in the same way that it did. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is great though, to an extent, because it makes them more, I don't want to say necessarily relatable because I don't think I could relate to any of our main characters <laughs> on that level, but um, at least more understandable, reasonable. I would say, right? Yeah. Like reasonable yeah. human, yeah. you know? And that's something that I could <laughs> always appreciate. Human, human. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's something that I can, you know, I can always get behind. It, you know, if you do a good job at telling yeah. the human experience and the human condition, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm along for the ride. And I think that's a reason why I particularly liked this movie. I thought all the characters were really lovable in their own, you know, crazy ways. And, um, you know, like Kana was, was fucking hysterical. Like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, it had me cracking up like the whole time, you know? Cause it was like, it was like, she was so just new, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like what, what she was and it just didn't care. And, but still like tried to fulfill all these roles of a mother while being homeless. And it just seemed like the odds were just, it's just not going to happen, Hana, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, she, but there was a lot of growth in, in her coming to terms with, you know, like, you know, being like, okay, I have to give this baby up back, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, but then she turns that frustration and, you know, that need to show love and affection that she was denied into this this really, you know, important mission, right? Of like, mm-hmm. I need to return this baby to its mother at any cost necessary, right? And it, and it gave her that drive and it was so inspiring, I feel, because uh, Jin and what's the other girl's name? Uh, Miyuki. Miyuki, thank you. Uh, we're kind of calling her stupid at first. They're yeah. like, you're, you know, they were thinking very practically, but mm-hmm. it was like her passion was so forthright that they couldn't help but get swept up in it, right? And they were like, all right, you know what? We're along with you for the journey. And then just like, just a bunch of ridiculousness happens, you yeah. know, along the way. Yeah. Um, just, oh my gosh, all these like crazy dysfunctional families and relationships. And I just, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, damn, Ian, I'm like, you better keep your fucking head on straight. <laughs> like if you're doing, if you, you know, in relationships and life and family, like, dude, just, just keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, like don't get swept up in, in all of this shit that's so easily to be swept. Because you can't even it's so easy to judge and especially from watching, you know, an anime, right? Cause they're not even real characters. So you could really be like, I fucking hated that guy, you know, or girl or whatever. And it's like, you can condemn them, but because this movie had such a human element to it, it was hard to, you know, it was hard for me to not look and be like, yeah, I mean, in another life, you know, you can just as easily get hooked on yeah. gambling and drinking and blowing all your yeah. money or it's just being like a, a shitty a father or whatever. Super, like rare disease that no. like only 2% like, it's a real thing that happens to more people than it should. Yeah. It's very easy to happen. For sure. And it's like, you feel for some of these characters. Like I even at, you know, at the end, I, uh, I don't think they specify her name, but the woman who steals the child from the hospital, her, her, her baby oh, died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was implied that her baby died. So she stole the baby. That was the original reason this whole freaking hollabaloo happened. And then she was going to kill herself at the one point and they save her and then they give it to her. And it's this whole thing where she's going to jump off with the kid and everything. And it's like, Oh my gosh, this is getting crazy right now. But it's like, you know, you feel pity for these people one way, shape or form. And it's like, 
you know, it, it just motivated me to try and do well in life because, you know, her, her husband's there like blowing their entire savings. She, you know, her child dies. She's trying her hardest and she's like literally just cracked at the seams, you know, like she's going crazy. And I don't know, there were a lot of humans, uh, humans characters that, you know, if you take like <laughs> a, lot a, of human beings. a lot of human beings that you could, you know, if you take a deep dive on, I feel like just you like fleshing out each and every one of those characters is something that I could just talk about all day yeah. in general, which to me is a reason why I liked it a lot, but mm. I don't know. Any favorite characters, Gavin? I always love asking Gavin this question because he'll probably, like, usually yeah, he'll pick out someone that's totally... that was behind the main character. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't look like you have anything crazy for me this time, but it's all right, just in general. No, because they actually really didn't go... I mean, although, not going to lie, that old man who got fucking iced, that was... <laughs> there that it is. Was, there it always is. Won. That was something else, though, I yeah. got to say. But um, my favorite characters probably got to go to Jin this time around. Jin? Okay. I, I think I felt pity for him the most. Sure, and, yeah. and granted, he knows, like, he doesn't expect pity from other people, and he knows his own problems and accepts it. But I think what hit me the hardest was when he had met that the the woman that you were talking about who stole, who stole the baby, her husband, who had gotten wrapped up into gambling and drinking mm -hmm. and, you know, was living, like, on his own, when Jin actually visited him and he looked at him and he's like, I see a younger version of myself in you, you know, this is happened. This is what happened to me. This is how I lost my family. And pretty much like, like almost try to well, like whip him into shape. Like you need to fucking figure yourself out. Like you have a wife, she's dedicated. This shit happened to her. You need to be by her side because when you lose her, you're going to regret it. And ultimately that played out in the end. But I think what really hit home the most, well, not even hit home because it's not like it's relatable, but like I felt for him the most was sure. when he finally came to terms with his daughter and, you know, mm -hmm. had that interaction with her. And then Hana in the background was pissed because there was the comment where he, uh, he, you found out that he actually owned a bike shop with his wife and he was never actually a racer. However, that's all Hana and Miyuki had known from him because pretty much they lived together for X amount of time. I don't think it was ever like really stated but they only know his they only know what Jin had told them in terms of his life and pretty much everything that he had told them was fictional and a lie because he didn't really have pride in himself you know he just he he didn't really have any dignity in every all the mistakes that he made so he like made up a fake story so it kind of looked like he was doing something good in life but just fell off somewhere mm. because it was hard to him to really accept that yeah i was a drunk i was an alcoholic who gambled all my fucking money away and yeah my wife or i left my wife and daughter and all that shit like he couldn't come to terms with telling the people who he's now living the closest with because he was embarrassed about it and then when he finally meets his daughter you know they have that interaction with hana who's like like oh what the fuck like you only lied to us like i didn't know this would happen like why didn't you tell me this and they had that whole turnaround but then even then coming out of that, you find the reasoning for why Hana said that. And, you know, it was, he finally has his daughter back. You know, I really wanted to just like parade out of there seeming like I was pissed at him. So he wouldn't come back to me. He would stay, think he has nobody else but his daughter. And, you know, now he has his own life where he can now go and hopefully fix himself. And like how that all intertwined together, I really appreciated it because I feel like it was all very realistic. Like I understood why he wouldn't tell them the truth. And obviously Hana understood it as well, because who would want to say that they went down this like really embarrassing Avenue of their life and just doesn't want people to know. Cause why would you, you know, you just, you already feel shitty about yourself. Why do you want to express that like depression, like depressing emotions to other people? So to suppress it, you just make up a fictional story to where, yeah, my life just sucks. Like I was doing something good, but in reality, he just really didn't amount to anything, you know? And I don't know. That just, it was really sad, but I appreciated how they actually put it all together and just like 
wrapped up in a bow and was like, this is why we're doing it. And I, like, it didn't feel like it was shoehorned. Like, everything had a purpose, right, and I yeah. liked that. And it flowed well. And then even continuing after that point that they made with the duration of the movie, I just all thought that it, like, it all mingled very well. And, like, they did a really good job with it. So that was, like, my favorite problem. That was, like, my favorite portion of the movie was, like, that three-fourths, like, little climax that they had. And that, yeah. I appreciated it a lot. Yeah, that's fair. That old guy also was pretty baller. It was Dude. cracking me up the one part where he's like, the guy's like, goes to close his eyes and like, there's so many. He's like, I just have one like favorite ad. or what was it? He's one like, last request. I have one like, last request. He's like, just fucking take it. Here's the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't care. Just do it. He's like, you need it, bro. Shucked it, bro. <laughs> that's hilarious. He's like, he's like my one wish. I always wanted to try. I wanted to die drunk in like a big house. He's like, now nah, I can live half of that. Just like, you fucking, what a monster. That shit was hilarious. There were some really funny mm-hmm. scenes in the movie. I mean, obviously the movie was a comedy, so there was intended to be. And obviously, like, the coincidence in and of itself was half of what made it hilarious because it's like, what the hell? Like, how do we get, right? It's like, they go on the train, or like, you know, the, the uh, Miyuki sees her father, so they jump off the train, which then leads them in the neighborhood, and then they see the guy who almost got ran over by his own car, and then they go to the party, and then there's a fucking shootout, and it's like, yeah, yeah. crazy. It's like that tailor-made, like, line of coincidences where it's like, I don't know how much of this is, like, actual happenstance, and how much is, like, the plot needs to happen, sure, so get sure. over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, because they recognized it in the show through mm-hmm. Hana. Like, a lot of movies, like, they'll just throw out this weird, like, coincidental shit, and just pretend like it doesn't exist like this is our world but like they made a point where hana's like oh you know she referenced it to the baby she's like this baby just like is loved by god is like what she would say yeah because that was like the justification for all of these like weird fucking coincidental shit so like i i did like how they referenced back and didn't just like show off we're like this is just random coincidental shit like they, yeah, they were yeah. calling to yeah yeah it was like the baby was blessed or whatever yeah Yeah. most notably i think when um when they walk out of the convenience store because the one guy's giving them shit and they get into the fight outside and all of a sudden a freaking truck just slams through the convenience store. And I'm like, wow, even I didn't see that coming after everything that's happened so far. And this is after like 38 coincidences already. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was hysterical. I think one scene that was funny was uh, when Hana was reliving when um, uh, he was in like the, the drag queen um, oh, era yeah, right yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, singing at the nightclub and some oh some dude or whatever was like yeah. you fucking sucker you're an old hag or whatever and like you know Hana after getting called every sort of derogatory term under the sun like it doesn't it doesn't bother yeah. you know it doesn't it's, 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 it rolls off the shoulder because it's like all right I know what I am whatever right but it's, it's hilarious that it's like the one thing that will get under Hana's skin is like do not call me old which is hilarious <laughs> the guy's like you old hag and he's just like <laughs> <laughs> that guy's ass Dude, that was so funny i was cracking up during that scene that's so good the best scene and i forgot one of my other favorite characters was that fucking taxi driver dude yes and they had that two poor gems. guy not only that poor guy but the best scene was when she was trying to leave and not pay her fucking taxi fare <laughs> and like she was talking to Jin or something about like guys she likes and yeah. she's like no and she's, she's literally explaining like the descriptive words <laughs> of the taxi driver <laughs> 
<laughs> and she's like, she's like, yeah. So I don't gotta pay that taxi fare, right? And like gives him the look, and this guy's just like, come on, man. Like I'm just trying to catch a break. That I was dying. But the next best one was when they were chasing the mother who had stolen like that yeah. truck. Yeah. And they went through that fucking like shopping center, and then the fucking the taxi driver gets to this horrible accident, and they're like running inside the building, and like you find out the mother goes up the elevator, and they're like scrambling in, and all you see is the taxi driver. He's just pointing to the stairs, and he's like, he's like, just fucking go up. I'm like a car wrecked and everything gave no shits. So he's like, just fucking do it already. Like, get out of here. Poor car Dude, got fucking annihilated. And he's oh, just like, man. you know Wolf. what? I'm going to call it a day here. Y'all yeah. can run down the hallway and finish this yourselves. <laughs> it's like, the, what is it? The fu- All right, I'm going to head out. Yeah, yeah, literally. He's like, I'm done. That's it. My car is total. Yeah, that shit was hilarious. That poor guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was crazy. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, like, But I think if there's a message to be at least, a me- I mean, a lot of this is subjective, right? You can pull what message you want from it if you look at it in a certain way. But I feel like a message that I pulled from this in particular was that even though these characters were in a series of coincidences, I feel like throughout the film, they did their best to make what they believed was the right choice, not the easy one, right? Yeah. And even though the movie, it's like ridiculous with the amount of coincidence that happened, they always tend to be putting themselves in a situation where a better case scenario can be the outcome, right? Like if they're in a situation where it's potentially dangerous, they're making what would be the right choice, right? right. And the yeah, empathetic yeah. choice. And that's generally what's able to pull them through because they're able to help the guy escape from his car. They didn't just walk past him. Like they're able to communicate with the Spanish couple, right? After he did like the whole hostage thing and like, you know, they, they treat them with kindness and they go and you know, the whole message of them trying to bring the baby back, right? It all stems from the beginning and I feel like putting yourself setting yourself up to be put in a more positive situation or to you know hopefully perceive a positive outcome will make you more likely to be able to actually have said positive outcomes you know like the world can be cruel and sometimes you're not good you're you could do everything that you possibly could and unfortunately something negative might still happen and, and you know that's not to say that there isn't uh, tragedy and all that but it's like if you can make a conscious effort to try and do the right thing regardless of who you are whether you're homeless or whatever you know it's like I feel like if you, if you believe in karma or you believe in something higher, like hopefully that something, something's going to give back, you know? And if, and if the universe doesn't, the hope is that people will. And I feel genuinely most of the time that people will, you know, and at least in this movie, that was the, that was the outcome. And that's what made it kind of, you know, I don't want to say cute. It feels like too much of a lazy word, but it's what made it, you know, have this, this wholesome and, um, positive and hopeful feel, right. At least to me. And that's why, that's why I enjoyed the film personally, but. Well, since you're given some real knowledge, I'm going to give the even realer knowledge. Yeah. And that is two negatives make a positive. So if you keep on doing shitty stuff, eventually <laughs> it'll even out. So fuck that noise of being a good person because eventually if you just keep on being a shitty person and doing the wrong stuff, it's going to work yeah, out the world in the will end have to correct itself and do nice things because you're doing too many shitty things. Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, Crazy. you the viewers... <laughs> can take both of these viewpoints and come to your own conclusion. And that's the beauty of this show. Yeah. Um, he is so done with life right now. He's like, I fucking hate everything. That's a fact. Take what you will from it. But I would hope that you do the right thing and not the easy one. But I don't know. Anyway, let's wrap it up. Let's get some closing thoughts. What you'd rate it. What you'd, uh, if you'd recommend it, the whole nine. Isaiah, what you got? Uh, I really, I like this film. Um, I think I'd, uh, rating, I'd probably give it, Five, six. Um, it was good, but like again, just nothing, nothing that like really stuck with me 
Uh, <laughs> full disclosure, I did watch this movie like this morning, like uh, like for this review. Um, but again, even like as as recent as I watched it, like nothing really like stuck with me after the movie, or even you know throughout the course of this day. Um, because and, and and not to say that like it's a bad message, but like it's just a message that I've heard before, and it's a message that I've seen presented with a little bit more complexity um, in other movies and stuff. Um, but you know, again, all the same, not a bad message. The movie, like production quality wise, was fantastic. Um, yeah, solid five or six. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I guess I'll go next. Uh, I feel that I think I'd rate the movie definitely higher than that. I'd probably give it a seven, maybe seven and a half. And maybe there's a particular bias because I'm starting to realize that I really just kind of like, uh, Satoshi Khan's work. So I feel like anything with that vibe now, like he's, he was doing something right. So I don't know, maybe that's bias talking, but I do feel like the film was was positive. It was kind hearted. It was wholesome. It wasn't anything that totally blew me away, but it was something that I would definitely recommend to anyone, especially around the Christmas time, um, you know, of year. Right. Also, because it's like, we were talking about this at one point, it's kind of hard to find many anime that really focus on Christmas as well, unless it's, it's, it's steeped in, you, you know, watch Die Hard three so many times. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right. So the animated the classic anime, yeah, yeah, yeah classic <laughs> anime, Die Hard three. Right. Um, but this movie, you know, is able to kind of break away from that, um, you know, from that and be able to kind of provide you with something to watch during it. And I feel like it's, it's a great movie. I honestly feel like it's up there with any sort of potential Christmas classic that you can do. Right. And I feel like it's just kind of been swept under the rug because of the medium that it's in. But as we explained before, a good story is a good story, right? So if this was a live action film or anime or whatever, it's still sending a powerful message. And I think that in and of itself makes it worth watching. Um, But yeah, those are my concluding thoughts on it. What do you got, Gavin? Interesting. I'd give it probably like a sexy six and a half. I don't know. Like Ooh, a sexy six <laughs> and a, a half. sexy six and a half. Oh, yeah. It's not quite seven, but it ain't, it ain't got to be a seven. <laughs> Seven's a little. I, I don't know. It's hard because like in so many ways, it's like I agree and disagree. Like it is such a good movie. I just feel like personally, I know a lot of people who wouldn't like it. Like it's weird because I feel like it's such a well-made movie. But it's almost like isolating in the fact where I know people that I know people that will like it and I know people that won't like it. I feel like it's more niche than what I initially expected it to be, if that makes sense. Like I could see why it would be such a classic and you know why it would be, you know, revered so highly. But in other ways, like I don't I don't know. I think I'm just so torn with this movie in general. Like I do really like it. I just feel like it genuinely isn't for everyone. I don't know. That's I can't, fair. I can't explain yeah, it. Yeah. But yeah. that's just like I don't, I don't know. Is there a particular circumstance that you would recommend that somebody watches it or would you flat out say yes or no? I, I Contextual? I feel like it would. I would need to know the person and what their taste is because I almost sure. feel like it's a movie where it is a little bit of a slow burner to where... Yeah, this, it, it, it feels weird to recommend to like just yeah. the, the regular random person. Yeah, yeah. I um, feel like they would have to like anime for what it is in a sense. Like, although it, you don't get anime vibes from it, you need to like the actual, um, you need to like the outlet in which it's produced because I do know people who don't like anime just because of the way that it is designed. Yeah. And although they're fucking Or even like if you're, what's the director's name? Satoshi Khan. Even if you're like a fan of his work, you know, and somehow haven't seen this, I'd I'd probably recommend, because I feel like this movie fits again, like very like thematically with like sort of the the vibe Mm -hmm. of a lot of his work, at least the ones that I've seen. Um, 
But yeah, good, but yeah, but that like is very out there beat, from like, but yeah. it's like kind of different to where it's like I don't feel like just anybody could pick it up and would like it or resonate like resonate with it. Like it has the opportunity to, and I feel like everybody can and should in a way. I just feel like that's not reality though. Like I don't know, it's 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 hard, but I do think that you should give it a try in watching it. And if you don't like it by like halfway through, then I mean you would know. But I, it is worth it. You do learn a lot, and you feel for a lot of people, and especially if, I don't know, like, there's something, like, kind of intrinsic about homeless people that I like reading into and watching. Like, I feel like they always had the most interesting stories in a way. Like, I don't know. They're just yeah. interesting Well, they're people, people yeah, right? They're just people. like the rest of us. And yeah. I feel like, just to not to extend it too long, but I think you bring up an interesting point that there is a pretty terrible habit that some folks have out there that, you know, they tend to look at people that are lesser than them or less mm -hmm. fortunate or something like that and, like, almost like a subhuman element. And, you know, if you're going through, like, the city or something like that and you see people that are homeless, it's like you almost tend – sometimes you you almost tend to forget that, like, there are people with stories too. Yeah. Everyone everyone walking down the street is, including mm -hmm. yourself. You think of all the things you've gone through since you were a child yep. up into where you are now, right? And you see someone on the side of the road or whatever the case might be and that, that person has also gone through – their own story yeah. and you don't know the circumstances in, into which put them in the situation that they are. And you know, like, you know, it just makes it pretty interesting. Cause it's like, they're, they're people too. So it's like definitely feel, you know, like, like to take a second to step out of your own shoes and um, try and, you know, yeah. Put, put yourself in theirs for like a moment. Exactly. But it was, I just thought, again, I just thought it was interesting you brought that up because because the main characters it. are homeless, like a lot it's of like, people, yeah, they're people, yeah. you know, just like anyone else. I just feel like a lot of people don't like doing that. Like, sure. I like doing that. That's why I'm yeah. like, I don't think the shoe would fit for everybody with this movie because I feel yeah. like a lot of people don't want to see life through that perspective, whether mm -hmm. it depresses them or they find it like superficial or something like that. Like, sure. I don't know if it's an element that I like and respect. Yeah. I feel like not a lot of people do or are willing to. Yeah. But I could be wrong. No, it's interesting. So. And, and like, I hope in the spirit of the film, I'd like to hope, obviously, there's never a sequel or anything. It's a standalone film. But, mm -hmm. like, you'd like to think that there's happy endings involved. Uh, like, Miyuki goes back with her family, maybe, and Jin yep. kind of cleans his act up a little bit. And, like, you know, Hana feels accepted again at the club. And yep. You know what I mean? Like, it's like things like that. Like, you'd like to think that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, mm -hmm. and they never would have reached that light if nobody ever gave them the chance. Or if they didn't make the decisions to do good rather than do things that were selfish, at least in that moment. Right. So I don't know. I thought it was interesting, but anyway, folks, that's all we got for today. Let us know if you've seen Tokyo Godfathers and what your thoughts on it are. You could hit us up in those comments down below. We're always curious to read and conversate with you guys, but uh, until next time, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you all on the flip. Peace. Hey, Peace. Hey folks, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you don't miss our new episodes. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at AOA Podcast if you want to keep up with our content or suggest new ideas for the show. You can watch us on YouTube or listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, or more. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week to talk about all things anime. Ninjas are samurais, blaze of the cool knives, find me in the leaf of the cloud, screaming out Bankai. We just some ghouls, though.